Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Oh, he sounded so good, I want to do it again. Good morning. Oh, it's so great to have you guys here. My name is Eric. I'm the lead pastor here at Hillside Assembly. We want to welcome all of our guests that are here this morning. Uh, if you're a guest and are in person here, we have a table out in the floor. We'd love for you to stop, pick up some free gifts. Also, if you could fill out a card for us there so we can contact you later this week, that would be phenomenal. If you're watching online, it's great to have you with us this morning. We do giving a little bit differently here at Hillside, so we have a giving box in our foyer. You can give before or after the service. Uh, Robbie, when he closes the service, will remind you of that, and we'll pray over the offering as well, as well at that time. But today is a very special day. It's Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day. And in fact, I just want to share it to all of our ladies, where, whether you're a physical mother or a spiritual mother, because if you're here this morning, you definitely are a spiritual mother. There's someone that you're investing in that you're making a huge difference in. Thank you so much for investing in people, your children. Uh, it is just so awesome to have you guys here. Can we clap for all of our ladies here this morning? Awesome. We've got a great day planned. Let me cover just a few announcements, and here is the big one. We're getting ready for Friday night, uh, May 14th at 7 p.m. We're doing an outdoor worship night. We'd love for everybody to come out. It's going to be a great night. Now, we did have a couple things happen that put us a little bit behind, so everybody say grace. grace. Oh, we're going to have grace for each other as we put the finishing touches on this and it's going to be an amazing night. Let me assure you of this, what this night is all about. While, yes, we want you to be able to invite friends and family to come out to this night, absolutely. Uh, we want people to come and experience this. The main purpose of the night is to praise and worship our King. Hallelujah. That is what this night is all about. Uh, and so we are going to do that. And to praise and worship God over our city is something powerful. So I can tell you this. Whether we have a single guest or not, I guarantee you there is an audience of one that is looking forward to Friday night and for our voices to be raised and to lift his name up. Amen? I mean, is anybody else a little excited about this? It's going to be a great night. But for this to happen, we do need a little bit of help. One, I need to meet with all of our worship leaders right after service. I know it's Mother's Day. I won't keep you long. Just need to finalize a few things. And then we could use your help in two ways. One, uh, we could definitely use some help today taking down our equipment and staging it. If you would be willing to help us with that at the very end of the worship experience, if you'd see Dave or Jeff in the sound booth, they would love to give you some direction on what needs to go uh, downstairs. And then also on Thursday, uh, it looks like we're going to have good weather for Thursday, Friday, which in Wisconsin means absolutely nothing. Um, but well, our hope is to put the tent up on Thursday at 5 p.m. Should take no more than about 30 minutes. If I could get a couple people to show up at 5 o'clock on Thursday, we'll put out an email as well as a reminder, but we'd love for your help Thursday to put that tent up so it's ready to go and we can start working on it Friday uh, morning or late, late morning or early afternoon to put all the equipment together for Friday night. So thank you guys for everything you do. Can I just say that as your pastor? Thank you for everything you're doing and serving in so many ways. I'm so proud of our church. 
Well, I think it's time to get ready to, to do worship here this morning, do a worship song to loosen us up. How many of you are ready for that? Oh, all right, let's stand to our feet as the worship team comes. I want to pray this morning, and I want to pray specifically for the women of our church. Lord, we thank you this morning that, God, we're here in this place with you. God, you came to meet with us. You came to speak with us. Lord, you came to engage with us in a time of worship. And, and Lord, I just thank you for that. We want everything that you want to accomplish to take place today. Lord, I thank you for these amazing women that fill this place today. Lord, of all different ages, all different backgrounds, God, we are blessed to have these ladies as a part of our church. The servants' hearts that are represented in this place, the time and energy that they pour out into others and into your kingdom, Lord, it is to be honored and cherished. Lord, we thank you for these women, and Lord, we pray a blessing over them today. May your spirit come upon them in great ways. Lord, may they be encouraged and filled up, Lord, with joy of your presence today. And Lord, may we, as the men of this church of all different ages, Lord, may we cherish the women in this place, not just with words, but God, with deeds. Lord, may we show these women that they are to be respected. May we set an example for our community on how to treat ladies of all different ages. Lord, I pray a blessing, Lord, over them today. In Jesus' mighty name, and God's people said, Amen. let's worship together to start our experience today. Psalm 147, verse 1 says, Hallelujah, how good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. Are you glad to worship the Lord this morning? Verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You may have had a rough week, but I want to encourage you this morning, raise a hallelujah to the Lord. And when you do, I'm going to believe, and we're going to believe that he's going to heal any broken hearts. Let's raise a hallelujah to the Lord this morning. In the presence of my enemies, I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a fight for me. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is
You know, if you're here this morning and you just need a touch from God, we want to pray for you. On Friday, uh, Pam and I, we have a friend that lives here in Ripon, extremely healthy, <laughs> extremely healthy, um, has recently had the COVID virus, was in the hospital or the doctor five times this last week. Her organs are swelling, but I believe there's a miracle, Amen. right? And maybe you need a miracle this morning. And so... If that's you this morning, I'm just going to encourage you to do this. Would you just raise your hands to God and a sign of surrender to say, Lord, it's beyond me what needs to happen right now in my life. Maybe it's something physical or emotional, maybe something at work or your school or campus. But this morning, you just need God to do a miracle in your life or in the life of someone else this morning. If you would just lift your hands and say, Lord, I surrender and I just want to receive what you have for me. Lord, we pray this morning for the God who does miracles. Lord, you, you did such a miracle, Lord, when you came, you died, you rose again. And Lord, that's enough, really. It, that's, that's more than enough. But Lord, you said that you would show up and do amazing things in our life. That you'd show up and when we're overwhelmed, that you would walk with us, that you would move in great ways to empower us to walk through hard times, but Lord, also that, that you would move on our behalf in some great, significant ways. So this morning, I reach out to you, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Would you move in some of those amazing ways? Lord, not that we would be glorified, but that you would get the glory for it. 
Lord, we pray for this young lady this morning, God, whose organs are swelling. In the name of Jesus, Lord, would you turn the tide of this battle? Lord, I know she feels overwhelmed. She feels depressed, God, by what's happened to her body. But Lord, we pray for a miracle to take place and that she would know it is by your hand that this is happening. Lord, we pray this morning for those with physical needs in this place, for knees and joints, for head, for back, for all these different issues, internal and external in our bodies, that, God, you would move in amazing ways. God, we pray for the emotional needs in this place, the needs of our mind, that, Lord, where we're wrestling and having a hard time, that, God, you would come in and be the peace that we need you to be today pray for wisdom to be unleashed among your people and what they should do with situations that they're facing. God, we pray for our loved ones today. God, do what only you can do. Lord, we love you and we want to spend time with you as we get into your word today. God, change, transform our lives, encourage us, stretch us. God, we don't, we don't want to have our ears tickled, but God, we came to be changed by your presence and word today. So inspire us, God, to grab a hold of everything you have for us. We give you praise, glory, and honor, and God's people said, amen. 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 You can be seated this morning. I'm going to do this really quick. Mom, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for watching today. So I'll try not to embarrass you. Um, what we got to do, you laugh, yeah, 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 it's not funny. She's coming to visit us in a few weeks. I want to make sure I set this up really well today. Um, but what we'd like to do today is if you're in sixth grade or lower and you'd like to help Miss Jackie with a project that ties into today's service, her and Miss Pam are ready to, for you to go with them. They're going to meet you right back here at the middle doors. So if you'd like to go sixth grade and down, if you'd like to be a part of that special project today that ties into our service, We'd like to dismiss you at this time. Well, does anybody like to laugh a little bit? Well, good, because we're about to laugh a little bit. But I'm going to say this. We're about to watch a video, but there's a lot of truth in what we're about to watch. So uh, let's roll that video this morning, guys. Are you guys sure you've got this? Yeah. The twins are plugged in. Baby's asleep. How hard can this get? We're men. Besides, I bumped into Chuck Norris at a Pizza Hut once. I think his powers rubbed off on me. Get out of here. Go on, enjoy your mommy getaway weekend. Oh, this weekend was a bad idea. You remember what happened last time we watched the kids? I'm not a pinata. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need help.
warning, use of this product may alter your perception of reality. Everything looks the same. This is a joke. Guys, guys, guys. It's like the Sahara in this cup. Can somebody hit me with some juice? <laughs> and listen, pulp, no pulp, doesn't make a difference to me. You're the ones dealing with the diaper. Mom goggles. <laughs> okay, sweetie, I need you to sit on your bottom. Listen to daddy and sit on your bottom, okay? Daddy's gonna come get you. Don't move. Don't dance. Just sit on your bottom. Daddy's gonna come get you. Try to stop me. Baby made a poopy. Yes, you did. Bitch. Where are your mom goggles? They wouldn't fit over my hazmat suit. Take this. Oh, oh. so cute. And then the little boy rocked his mommy. Oh, I love you forever. I like you too. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Oh, well, you take it and you fold it from corner to corner. No, I'm, I'm asking the question, how do moms do all of this? How do they handle it all? Well, maybe they have goggles we don't know about. It's as if God gave moms a special way of looking at things, you know? Okay, who taught you servanthood? Who modeled grace? Who gave you a taste of what God's love could look like? My mom, Mr. T, and my mom. Anyway, I, I just think God gave moms a special way of looking at things. Hey, honey. Hey, how's it going at home? It's all good. Guess you could say I'm starting to catch a glimpse of what your world looks like. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Mama. Hold on, your daughter wants to say something to you. I did mama. She says she misses you. And she realizes how important you are in life. And she doesn't know how you do it. And she knows that she can't make it without you. You said all that, huh? I don't know if you said it. But it's what I wanted to say. And I should have said it a lot sooner. I thank God for you. Twins. 
Um, it, it was nothing. Um, we, we have to go, okay? Um, lo love you, Mommy. Let's get into today's word. So we're in a series called Just Like Jesus. We're going to continue that. We're going to be in Mark chapter 10, verses 32 through 45 today. The title of my message is MYMP. MYMP. Also known as Make Your Mama Proud. Make Your Mama Proud. So we want to talk about few individuals, did they make their mama proud or would their mama be pulling them aside by their ear and saying, what are you doing? So let's start in talking about Jesus. And I think we can probably make this statement this morning. Jesus made his mama proud. We're going to be in Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 32. They were now on the way up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them. The disciples were filled with awe and the people following behind were overwhelmed with fear. Taking the twelve disciples aside, Jesus once more began to describe everything that was about to happen to him. Listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law. They will sentence him to die and hand him over to the Romans. They will mock him spit on him, flog him, and whip him, and kill him. But after three days, he will rise again. Jesus is making this trip to Jerusalem with his disciples. He's now been, been kind of leaning that way now for, for a little while, and he's been preparing them for the road that lies ahead. Because see, Jesus is on the clock. He's got an appointment to make. And he's making that clear with the disciples, that they're, they're on the clock, that there is an appointment they have to keep. Maybe you have an appointment that you have to keep this afternoon. I hope so. Maybe some of you got an appointment with the grill uh, to make a, a Mother's Day meal. Maybe you're going out to a restaurant uh, with the ladies in your life today. We're going to make sure that you're out of here on time for that. But Jesus couldn't be late for this appointment. He had an appointment with resurrection. He knew that there was an appointment with resurrection. And his legacy that he leaves behind is the reason that the church exists today. The disciples, the word says the disciples were filled with awe at what Jesus was doing. That's kind of interesting that that terminology is used because remember the last several chapters we've been dealing with the disciples making horrible mistake after horrible mistake. And yet it says they were filled with awe about Jesus. That's good news for you and I, because that means that while we're making mistakes and we're, 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 we're falling and stumbling over ourselves as we follow Jesus, our hearts and minds can still be in awe of how good our Savior is. Amen? Amen. But there was another group following along with the disciples. It says the people behind them were overwhelmed with fear. You've got these two polar opposite ideas. The disciples filled with awe, the people overwhelmed with fear. And the question maybe we should start with today is, what camp do you find yourself in today? Are you following Jesus in awe with all your heart and mind? 
Or are you overwhelmed with fear? There's all sorts of things happening in our world, in our life today, where we feel overwhelmed. So much going on. And if you're honest with yourself this morning, which camp are you truly in today? We can face the things in this world that are afraid or scary and that we would normally be afraid of with awe because Jesus promises he'll go with us. Or we can face them with fear in our heart and forget that Jesus is right there with us. In fact, I want to stop right now and I want to pray for you. I want to pray for the person here this morning who's struggling with fear. If in your mind, in your heart this morning, you know that, that you're really struggling, I'm not going to embarrass you. In fact, I'm going to ask everyone if they would close their eyes and just bow their heads. This is between you, me, and God, most importantly. If this morning you would say that there are areas in your life this morning where you just are, are overwhelmed with fear, you're struggling with dealing with that, would you just raise your hand as an acknowledgement to God to say, I just, I need help. Thank you for honesty this morning. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray together right now. Lord, here is the truth. You overcame death and the grave. There is nothing that we would face on this planet that God is bigger than that. So Lord, we do not need to fear. But Lord, that's tough. It's hard. Because things in this world are scary. But God, I know that the truth of your word says that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And if you could handle the issues of death in the grave, you can handle the issues I'm facing in my life right now. Lord, I pray for courage to take hold of this body. And the things that we might be fearful of right now that we're facing, the Lord, those would fade away and be overwhelmed with the courage in our heart. We make a choice to face down these things, like David against Goliath, like Benaiah and the lion. Lord, we make a choice to be courageous this morning, and we do so with the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I think sometimes we think in our minds that, that to not be afraid is the absence of fear, and that's not true. What it means is, is that we're not going to let fear control our life, but we're going to grab a hold of courage and step into those things and step into that moment and say, I'm not going to allow fear to control me. We're not meant to run away. We're meant to stand firm, and we can do that when we trust in Jesus. Jesus took this moment, this pivotal moment in time to pull his disciples aside and speak to them on this road that was ahead. Now, it's interesting, they're in awe. The other people behind them are scared, right? They're, they're living in fear and worry. And Jesus takes this moment to speak to the disciples, pulls them apart from the crowd and speaks to them. Verse 33, the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law. They will sentence him to die and hand him over to the Romans. They will mock him, spit on him, flog him, whip him, and kill him. I'm going to say this. None of that sounds easy, and none of it sounds desirable. <laughs> I don't know anybody this morning that would be like, sign me up for that. That sounds amazing. 
That sounds horrible. But he's facing reality. And he's trying to get his disciples to face that reality with him. That, look, the road ahead is, is difficult. It's challenging. He doesn't sugarcoat it at all. He lays it out as it is. I wonder sometimes if the church struggles to face reality. We'll just ignore things instead of saying, this is difficult. This is challenging and facing them. But I want to tell you, Jesus never ignored anything. There was never a person that he ignored. There was never a situation that he didn't address when it needed to be addressed. He sets a great example for us that just because something's hard and difficult doesn't mean that we should ignore it. In fact, it might mean just the opposite. Jesus ends this statement to the disciples saying this, but after three days he will rise again. He makes a statement that says the burden ahead is worth the blessing that comes afterwards. The burden is worth the blessing this morning. Jesus was willing to walk out the burden for us to receive the blessing. How cool is Jesus? Come on, let's give him some praise this morning. He said, I'll take it on. I'll do this. I think Jesus' mom would have been very proud that he was facing reality. Let me ask you, if Jesus is meant to be our example, and we're meant to do life and ministry like him, are you willing to walk through the burdens you're currently faced with to receive the blessings that will come afterwards? Now, don't get me wrong. Salvation is free. I'm not trying to say you can earn it. Not at all. But what I'm saying is the blessings that God wants to give us sometimes require us to put our shoes on, to lace them up, and to walk through the issues that are in front of us to receive the blessing. Anthony Naparella is finishing up on his house. I don't know if, if you guys know Anthony. He is an awesome, awesome guy. His wife, Amanda, incredible. They have been working so hard to finish building their house through this crazy period of time uh, during this pandemic, and they're so close to finishing up. But all the supplies showed up on that piece of property. I mean, Anthony could have sat there, clapped his hands, snapped his fingers. Then the thing with that, was it Bewitched, where she would have her nose jingle a little bit, you know? Or, or was it Jeannie that did the, did the ear thing? And that, nothing happens. There was a burden to building that house. He had to pick up the hammer and the tools and start utilizing them to put one piece of wood together at a time. And almost that entire house was built by four people. That's pretty cool when you think about it. And in a few, just a, a week or two from now, they'll move into that house. They'll be living in the blessing that was worth the burden, the, the time and effort that they put in, right? right? So are we willing to do that, church? There are no easy fixes in ministry. And if things are worth doing, they're usually going to be challenging. And I think sometimes we, we get in this reality that it's just like, if I just read this book, if I just do this Bible study, then all my answers, will, I'll have all the answers that I need to every question in life. 
The only book that's going to give that to you is the Word of God, and it requires you to apply it to your life. It's not just read it and be blessed. It's read it and apply it and be blessed. And the application comes with a burden. So are we applying this to our life? Are we willing to take on the burdens to get the blessing in our marriages, in our relationships, at your workplace, with your education? Or maybe it's a medical problem that you're, you're having. Maybe it's another issue completely. But let's talk about it in two simple, practical examples. Can I do that this morning? Here they are. We all say we want people, more people to come to church. Who says that they're up for that statement? Awesome. I hope so, because if not, you're going to get uncomfortable in the months ahead. I'm just telling you, because more people are going to be coming. We all say, yes, we want to see that. What are you willing to do to make it happen? Ooh, wait, this was all good when I could just sit in the pew, Pastor. It was all good. We all say, hey, we want more people to be saved. What are you willing to do to see that come to fruition? And by the way, I do want more people to come to this church, but I'm not out to poach them from other ministries. Look, if people know Jesus, awesome, great. I believe they should serve where they're at. To be honest, make a difference in the church that you're in. I'm after the people who don't know Jesus. That's how I want this church to grow. Because there are more than enough people in our community and surrounding communities that don't have a connection with the Savior. They don't even know what they're missing. That's who I'm after. That's who I'm fishing for this morning. What are we willing to do to see that happen? Are, are you, I'm just going to talk about the very minimum burden this morning. Are you willing to invite someone to come and experience what God can do in their life at a service, at a worship night? Are you willing to do that? At the very least, today, when you leave, there should be a line at the table, at the visitor's table we got set up. Everybody should pick up a bunch of these cards. They're just Hillside Assembly business cards. And guess what's on the back? A blank spot. We built it this way so you could put your personal phone number and name in there and invite someone to come to church. I wonder how many of you will stop and actually pick these up. Because it's one thing to say, oh, I'm excited for new people to come to Jesus. It's another thing to say, I'm willing to put myself out there and allow the Holy Spirit to lead me. Because here's the thing, if it's not in your wallet, if it's not in your purse, you don't have it to give. It's an excuse. You might say, oh, I'm not any good at this. Yeah, well, Moses wasn't good at talking either, but God still called him. And God is calling you to reach your neighbors, your friends, this community. Pastor, I'm not an evangelist. That's not my gift. Well, that's not what the Bible teaches. <laughs> We're all called to be evangelists. We're equipped with the Holy Spirit to be witnesses that's just not to give an account. It's to share the good news of Jesus Christ to those who we do life with. Here's another great one. We all say, hey, we want to see God move. How many of you want to see God move? How many of you want to see miracles? How many people want to see people get healed? 
What are you willing to do to see it come to fruition? I don't have the power to heal people, neither do you. There's only one who does. His name is Jesus. But are we willing to pray? Like I've been pushing for a while, and we're going to push all summer long about prayer and praise, Miles. Are you willing to carry the burden for the blessing that God wants to do? Are you willing to do some prayer and praise miles for the kingdom of God? That we can make the pathway straight. I keep getting this when I pray about this whole thing. It's like a train coming down the tracks. God is moving. He is coming. He has already said it is happening. But he has called the church to clear the tracks of debris. And the way we do that is praying and worshiping. Prayer and praise. On Wednesday nights, we meet here at 6.30. From 6.30 to 7.30, we just meet on the campus. We pray. We walk the property. We pray in all the different rooms. We just seek God. I usually share a little teeny thing at the end from the scriptures, and then we corporately pray together. It's not a lot, but it's what God asks us to do. Are you willing to carry the burden? Oh, pastor, you're judging me if I'm not here. No, I'm not. I don't feel any difference towards you, whether you come or you don't. I don't. I love you. But here's what I'm saying. Somebody asked me this question. They said, Pastor, how many people would have to come to prayer night for you to view it as a success? And my answer is very simple, me. And they thought I was joking. Oh, Pastor, be serious for a minute. No, because God's asking me to be obedient. If nobody shows up this Wednesday, would I be a little disappointed? Sure. But then I'm going to push into God because I'm not in control of your life. I know there are other people that work and got things going on. I'm not, I'm not trying to discourage you and make you feel bad if you're not here on Wednesday. I'm not. But I know for me to be obedient, I need to be here because God called us to do this. And for me, I have to be obedient to that. God may not be calling you to be here on Wednesday night. And that's okay. I have no problem with that. That's between you and God. It doesn't change how I feel about you one way or the other. I still love you. I still want to do life with you. I still want to do ministry. But there's an opportunity here to carry a burden and for us to receive a blessing. And not just us, but the people in our community that need it. Jesus carried the burden for us so that we could experience salvation. Maybe Christ is calling us today to walk in his shoes to carry a burden so that those in our community might be able to experience the power of God in their life. So this is some good preaching. I'm just saying, you can feel free to say amen. Let's go to verse 35. We're going to close this up pretty quick here. Did James and John make their mother proud? This is a good question. We're going to look at see what happened right after this portion of Scripture. Verse 35. Then James and John, the son of Zebedee, came over and spoke to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do us a favor. That doesn't sound too bad. But in other versions, it reads like this. We want you to do for us whatever we ask. Okay, now it sounds a little fishy. Does this not remind you of a kid moment? doesn't it? The kid moment? Like your kids will be like, I just want you to say yes to whatever I ask you, okay? (laughs) 
We've all been there. I know my mom's done it. I love Jesus. Because he says, what is your request? (laughs) Come on. You know that's what your mama said when you asked the question that way. Just do whatever we ask you to do, Mom. what, What are you asking me to do? What are you asking me to do? So let's see what what these guys were asking. Verse 37, they replied, when you sit on your glorious throne, we want to sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on the left. But Jesus said to them, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Are you able to, to be baptized with the baptism of suffering I must be baptized with? Oh, yes. They replied, we are able. Here's the thing. I don't really think that they were, we were thinking this through. They were just like lip service, right? And sometimes we're guilty of that. We answer questions without really thinking about it. I mean, because think about it. You came to church this morning. Somebody asked you, how are you doing? How many of you were really honest? Just saying. Just saying. I don't think you should be a martyr either and be like, my life's so horrible. I mean, okay, that would be horrible. We would all feel depressed before service even started. But just to be honest, yeah, there's some struggles, but today's a good day. Most of us just said, we're fine. That was the word that you heard, right? I'm fine. But is it true? Oh, yes, they replied, we are able. Then Jesus told them, you will indeed drink from my bitter cup and be baptized with my baptism of suffering. But I have no right to say who will sit on my right or on my left. God has prepared those places for the ones he's chosen. James and John wanted to have a place of honor. They wanted something promised to them that they didn't really have to earn. That's what they were looking for. Just do whatever we ask you for, Jesus. Mom, just do whatever we ask you, please. See, the problem here is pride. It's the number one sin, pride. It was the original sin. It was the issue that Adam and Eve dealt with, that Samson and David and so many others. It's the very sin of Lucifer when he fell from from this distinguished position as the leader of worship in heaven. Pride overcame his heart. Pride's the biggest issue in the church today. It's the number one problem. So what did this lead to? Well, in verse 41, we see, when the 10 other disciples heard about what James and John had asked, they were indignant. Hey, it was uh, James and John, they, they made sure they pulled Jesus by himself. Hey, can you do this for us? Well, then the other 10 here, and guess what happens? Oh, man, the ruckus breaks out. Who are you? You're not a better disciple of Jesus than me. You guys are doing it. And I can just see it now. They're going back and forth. Well, if you know what you did just a chapter back there, I'm like, who's the ding-a-ling that told people they couldn't keep praying for people? Oh, you know, I'm like, can you just see all this conversation happening? And chaos breaks loose. Now we've got a problem. See, the kingdom of God doesn't work that way. And church, I want to ask you this morning, because sometimes do you feel like, well, well, I deserve better. I deserve a position better than this. See, the disciples, they start arguing among themselves. Nobody wants to sit at the kiddie table. 
in heaven. You, right, Mom? You know, you might have a meal today with a lot of people. Not everybody can sit at the main table, so you got the kitty table. And it's like, then there's that one person in your family, you're one seat short, and it's like the one adult or high school student that has to now sit at the kids' table. It's like nobody wants to be the person that sits at the kids' table. I think sometimes we've got attitudes that we bring to church and we go, oh, no, I want a place of honor. Do you know how many years I've been saved? Do you know how many things I've done for the church? That's not how the kingdom of God works. We're saved by grace. I deserve this is what pride says. Let me tell you what we deserve. We deserve eternal abandonment from our God because we are sinful people. But Jesus in his grace and love said, I will make a way where there is no way. We have no reason to be prideful about anything spiritually in our life. This is a gift we were given. We should be thankful for it. Worship team, if you would come back. So now I've got a problem. So Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rules in this world lord it over... Sorry, let's read that again. You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Church, among us, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave to everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus isn't asking you to be the greatest today. Jesus asks you, are you willing to be obedient to the call I have on your life? Are you willing to serve? Church is not about titles or positions. It's about service to our King. We get caught up so much in things and, and worry about so much stuff and, and, and have, have issues with other people about things that don't, don't matter. Are we willing to serve the king? It's not about, I deserve this. The last point in my message is this, is make your spiritual mama proud. Or which, 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 which mom experience are we having? Because I'm pretty sure if James and John's mama were around, they would have grabbed, she would have grabbed them by the ears and said, what are you doing? You are embarrassing me. I taught you better than this. But Jesus' mama was proud. Jesus faced reality, came to serve, came to give up his life. He was willing to do what needed to be done. He was willing to bear the burden to get the blessing. When I was Chi Alpha director, there was a t-shirt that went around at our conferences, and it was, your mama wants you to go to Chi Alpha. I wanted one of those shirts so bad. Your mama wants you to go to Chi Alpha. Because why? Because moms want what's best for their children. Spiritual moms wants, want what's best for their kids. We've got some great spiritual moms here today. We've got some spiritual moms that laid down a foundation for us over the generations of this church. 90 years. We wouldn't be here today without some of those women who laid a foundation that we're now walking in. Come on. 
Hebrews 12.1 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So many have blazed a trail for us, church, and it's our turn to run. The baton is in our hands. Let's make our mamas proud. Let's make the generations that came before us proud. Let's carry the baton of faith. Let's serve like never before. Let's get rid of the junk, the pride, the issues, all the things that bring division to, to the church. Let's get rid of them. And let's carry the burden for the blessing God has for our community. Jesus wants to give us the strength this morning to bear the burden for the blessing. But church, are we willing to walk into it today? We want to make our mama proud. But more than that, I want to make my king proud this morning. I want him to look down and see Hillside Assembly. Yeah, these, these kids aren't perfect, but by golly, they are trying. They are striving for something more. They want something more in their community. They want to see me do something more in the people that they do life with on the streets and on their workplace and, and on their campus. I want to make Jesus proud this morning. Church, would you stand to your feet? If you're here this morning and you need a relationship with Jesus, you're like, this all sounds good, but I, I don't even know Jesus. I want to pray for you this morning. It starts off like this. It comes to the point where you realize there's something broken inside of you. And there's something broken in every person here because we're sinners. And that's really what sin is. It's missing the mark. It's the realization that we're broken. There's a separation between us and God. It's sin, but Jesus can wash that away. When we step in and take a leap of faith and say, Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. You came, you died, you rose again. You're calling me to a relationship with you. I want to step into that today. If that's you, I want to pray with you. Lord, we come before you. We need a Savior, and you're here. And so, Lord, we say, Lord, we're broken. We got issues. We got, we got so many issues. We're broken. We need a Savior from our sin. And Jesus, this morning, I take the leap of faith. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you came, that you died, that you rose again. That you're calling me to a relationship with you, and I accept that relationship. Help me to step into to what you have for me, and God, to, to build on the step of faith today. I believe Lord, please help me. Help me to experience everything you have for me. If you prayed that prayer this morning, whether you're in our service or watching online today, you've just started a relationship with Jesus. We want to come alongside of you. We want to encourage you. We've got some great things to help you in your spiritual journey. And you've got a spiritual family here at Hillside today. We'll do life together. There's nothing you've got going on in your life we can't do together with Jesus. Okay? There is no baggage you are carrying that we can't deal with. God is good. 
But this morning, church, there is another call. There is a call. Are we willing to walk into the burden so that we can see the blessing? Let's make our Savior proud this morning. Jesus, we want to be your people, heart, soul, and mind, committed in it to win it, God, for our city, our community, our family, our friends. God, we want to see you move in this city, and that requires us to put on the burden, Lord God, of prayer and praise that, God, we might be the ones that carry the torches to guide the way so that people can see the king is coming to Ripon. Jesus is about to do something greater in this community. Lord, we want to clear the tracks today. Lord, whatever we got to face, we will face together and we will face with you. We put aside our pride and all the junk that could snare us because, God, we want to be the people you're calling us to be. We want to be like you, our Savior, this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Robbie and the team are going to lead us in two more songs in worship. At the end of that, we would love your help moving some of this stuff downstairs for our praise and worship night. And then as you leave today, I had an illustration I was supposed to start my message with, and I forgot it. How great is that? We had this whole theme about chalk drawings, and I didn't even bring up the illustration at the beginning. But your kids have been outside, and they've got some Mother's Day artwork that they've done for you at the entrances to our building. Just a reminder that just when we look at kids' drawings, your heart fills with pride for your kid. It doesn't matter what it looks like. That artwork is way better than anything I draw, I can tell you that. But our Savior looks at it the same way your life. As you leave today, know that your Savior is proud of you. He loves you. He has so many great things for you. Robbie, worship team, take us to the throne one more time today. Jesus.
to Jesus I surrender Lord I give myself to Sing fall in this place. We surrender. Are you thankful that you're a child of God this morning? We're going to conclude our service by singing this new song that we'll be singing at the last song at our praise and worship thing on Friday night. It's called Child of Love. Let's sing it together.
This is one of those songs that you can clap and just kind of worship and have some fun to. I was walking the wayside, lost on a lonely road. And I was chasing the highlight, trying to satisfy my soul. And all the lies I believed in left me crying in the rain. Then I saw lightning from heaven, and I've never been the same. I'm going to climb a mountain, I'm going to shout about it, I am a child of love. I found a world of freedom, I found a friend of Jesus, I am a child of love. I felt the sting of the fire, but I saw you in the flames. Just when I thought it was over, you broke me out of the grave. I'm gonna climb a mountain, I'm gonna shout about it. I am a child of love. I found a world. Celebrate that fact. 
is so wonderful that you call us a child of God, that we are your children. God, I pray that we would remember that as we go through this week, that no matter what we face, your presence goes with us. God, may we continue to worship you each and every day that we face this week. Lord, I thank you for our church. Lord, I pray that it would continue to grow, that we would see people's lives changed, and that you would get all the glory and the honor and praise. God, you are so good, and your mercy endures forever. Lord, now as we go our separate ways and we celebrate with our moms, God, I just pray that you give us great days today to be thankful for our moms and all that they have done for us. God, as we go our separate ways, we will continue to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Make sure if you want to give, there's the giving box in the back. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Have a great day.